0: Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. We are so excited to be here today in the 16th arrondissement with Amanda de Montal. Hello. Hello. She grew up in Gascogne. A bit of my life, indeed. Mm-hmm. Paris, too. Where her family makes Armagnac. she previously worked at L'Oreal and has started three companies a bikini brand, a consulting firm and most recently Amanda de Montal. It is a home, fragrance, candle, all of the things line. Every single detail in this entire line has been thought out and we are so excited to learn all about her story and brand today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Can't (laughs) wait. Tell us what was it like growing up
1: in Paris? So, actually, I'm going to say Paris, but Paris was the end of the story. I'm a real Euro, I would say Eurotrash. <laughs> I was born in France, brought up in England with a German-Italian mother, uh, then lived in Brazil, New York, and then finished my studies in Paris. But Paris is my home. This is where I've been living for the last 10 years. And uh, I've got that little kind of French accent and French style that's very Parisian. We. Oui. Wow. Oh my goodness.
0: So did you, how many languages do you speak? Five. Five. Fluently? Fluently. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. It helps to get around. At each company I created, typically when I created the bikini business in Brazil, working with Brazilians, they respect a lot if you speak the language and it helps business, let's face it, Uh, understanding every, uh, I mean, the the nooks and crannies behind the the business. So it was really part of my objectives to learn the language. And on top of it, have a Brazilian child as our first born, was born in Rio. So I thought for him, it was very fun to learn the language. Oh, yeah, of course. And so you learned it while you were there? You knew it before? So I started a few months before leaving and then really learned it on the go over there with private lessons, but also just... uh, I would say talking to people, learning. And when you've lived in different countries, you develop an ear. There's, there's no doubt about it. That's why when I tell children, uh, very young, kind of learn languages, you'll see it really helps you in the future to kind of accumulate uh, knowledge. It's a real must. So it helped. <laughs> so tell us about boarding school in England. What was that like? Oh, my God, it was hell at the beginning. <laughs> I went to the same boarding school as Lady Di, okay. which was called West Heath. Uh, a few years after her, as I'm a little yes. bit younger, yeah. trying to kind of show that. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, and um, it was, I was an only child. And in England, it's part of, I would say, the rituals to go to boarding school. Mm-hmm. So being an only child, being brought up by my mother, my parents divorced when I was one, uh, it was hard the first months. But I thank everyone for having taken that decision for me, because I think it helped me grow up into a very independent woman, mm-hmm. uh, not a sport break like an only child could have been, very open-minded, and I've made friends for life. So I stayed there four years, lots of sport, great education. Before my parents said, you're French, you need to go back to France and get a real French education. So I kind of arrived in France at 15, uh, not speaking French too well because I was quite, mm-hmm. of quite happy with the English and German, and learned French.
0: Oh, my goodness. So what made y'all go to London? Uh,
1: Jobs. 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 My father used to work in the petrol industry uh, for an American company, Mm -hmm. uh, Coastal Oils, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, stayed there. And then they divorced there. And my mother's always loved uh, the English humor. The English wit, <laughs> yes. uh, and so she decided to stay there. And uh, that's how I suddenly became a little English girl. Oh my God. So oh. Some people actually think I'm English. It's very funny. I said, no, I'm French. Oh, then yeah. I go to Belgian, then I go to South African, then I go to Canadian. No one actually knows where I come from. <laughs> I, I play on that a lot.
0: That's good. Yeah. Because whenever we go anywhere here in Paris, they somehow immediately know that we're <laughs> Americans. Ah, uh, but that's we because it's that, that's
1: American charm. It doesn't matter. we try. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were
0: divorced when I was one and a half as well, and right. I'm an only child. and child. Oh, step and half siblings, so we have a lot
1: in common. Well, I don't have any uh, step siblings. Mm-hmm. I don't Just know. Just half. Yeah, even though I had a father who got married quite a few times afterwards, <laughs> apparently I'm unique for the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then what was it like coming to France and
1: going to school? Was it very different? It was very difficult. I lived with my grandmother for a year in the countryside, where oh. honestly, I would say the age rate is like 70. <laughs> uh, gave me the time to work, that's for sure. Um, so at the beginning, it was kind of lost in translation. But very quickly, I found my roots and uh, and then adapted. That's also one of the strengths of Moving around is that you adapt very easily, not only on the language but also opening opening your heart, opening your mind, opening your, your spirits to different kind of cultures and different people. To bloom where you're planted. To bloom where you're planted. And so then I moved very quickly to Paris, lived with my, uh, my new best friend mm-hmm. and then became a real Parisian girl. Mm-hmm. But it was fun, because living with my grandmother, who was 92, was one of the oldest people who would still hunt by horse wow. in, as an Amazon. Uh, she, was, she, did, she was a very important resistant during the Second World War. Wow. Uh, she had an amazing story, and I, I, I'm very proud because I think sure. I've taken a lot of her personality, right. who was strong, faceless, nice. fun, and uh, big boobs, too. Oh. <laughs>
2: And was that in Gascony? No,
1: it- this was in Normandy. Okay. And her, father, her husband, uh, called Jean, uh, who unfortunately was killed when they were just married oh, during the okay. Second World War, had the house in Gascony. And okay. this was family. And so my father, of course, inherited it, of it. This is your father's mother. So this is my father's okay. mother, yes.
0: And tell us more about Gascony. What is it known for? Gascony is
1: the French Tuscany. So it's first of all very well known for its agriculture because it's the first agricultural uh, region of France. It's it's beautiful. It's got hills with sunflowers, with trees, with melons, with everything. Mm. Um, it's known for its history. It's one of the first places the Romans invaded when they came to, to France yeah. to come and see us, when they were oh, trying nice. to get to Brittany. Um, and it's also a place of, of real culture because this is where Alexandre Dumas wrote uh, uh, the, uh, the D'Artagnan and the Three Musketeers, and as you know, this was actually true. There were musketeers. Mm-hmm. So D'Artagnan is the symbol of the big city of Osh, which is the capital of Gascony. Um, this is where Cyrano de Bergerac would uh, tell about love. Um, so it's a place where people have a lot of generosity. They are they love life. They there's a French expression which is called panache, um, where they Everything is a bit too much, and Mm -hmm. it's really part of that gascon. They they speak loudly, they've got this amazing accent, but they are such lovable people. And it's also the place of Foie Gras and Armagnac. Ah, oui. Wow. Oh my goodness.
0: Okay, and then, so after graduating from university, how did
1: L'Oreal come about? So I actually had a dream of changing the world and being a politician. Mm. Uh, That's how it all started. I went to Sciences Po in Paris, which is uh, one of the elite schools about politics. And after having spent three years there, I clearly did not want to do politics anymore. (laughs) Uh, I found out that it was complicated. And if you really wanted to trade true to yourself, something else. And I met L'Oreal at at the fair uh, that was on campus. And they said, uh, you're a perfect profile. Uh, One of our vice presidents was from Sciences Po. And, uh, and so I said, okay, why don't we try it? I'll go and do an internship there. And I fell in love with the, the, the company, with uh, the fact that very young, they give you an opportunity to shine. Um, and I finished my studies. I spent six months abroad, because I absolutely wanted to kind of respect that English um, style of gap year, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, went to South America, got lost in the Amazon forest, absolutely perfect, but that'll be for next podcast, I think, survival in the forest, and then I went to L'Oreal, so, uh, and I spent three years there, um, and fell in love, and so left L'Oreal a bit quicker than I had planned, but... uh, what wouldn't you do for love? Okay, and what was where did you work at L'Oreal? In what the uh, consumer division on hair color. Oh. So we're talking about the person who had never colored our hair, was completely against that, and who was managing all these hair color brands. <laughs> but it's amazing because you understand a lot about a woman because it's from... 15 to 80 it's a very very large market people who do that at home Mm -hmm. who sometimes don't have the means to go to the hairdressers or just for kind of easiness reasons is easier to do so you have to have practical good uh, products and and learn about a lot about color so uh, color and fragrance because as you all know ammonia actually isn't very hasn't got a good fragrance Uh, and so it's how do you make that experience Mm -hmm. pleasurable Um, so fragrance started coming into my world then uh, and then of course I did kind of minute I would say little follow-ups in the fragrance business at the luxury division so fragrance became something important for me and then so y'all
0: were going to move to brazil for your husband's job exactly and
1: then how did the bikini brand come about i was pregnant so Mm -hmm. i said okay this is the moment to become an entrepreneur Because this is going to be very complicated, uh, working in a big company, uh, having a baby. And on top of it, we lived in Rio, which isn't the center of finance of Brazil. As you all know, it's Sao Paulo. Uh, There are only three or or four big companies, of which L'Oreal and two people at L'Oreal would have been a bit too much. Um, And so uh, I said, honestly, and this was also actually inspired from my trip when I went for my six months. I was in Brazil on the, um, on the beach and I had this French swimsuit and I saw these Brazilians looking so hot mm-hmm. and amazing as if they were doing a fashion show. I said, huh, maybe that would be something interesting one day. And life does fun things. And I arrived in Rio and I said, okay, I'm going to learn about the swimwear business. Wow. And what their difference is, is that when they go to the beach, how they socialize. They don't invite uh-huh. you up to home, you, don't, you uh-huh. go to nightclubs, but... So when you go to the beach, you need to seduce. So you've got the bikini that goes with the jewelry, that goes with wow. the dress. And so it inspired me to create a whole line of lifestyles. So it was one of the first lifestyle brands, but before Instagram, before mm-hmm. even e-com and everything. Mm-hmm. I worked with Favelas, um, amazing ladies in Favelas who taught me about cutting and patrons and wow. all, all those, all these kinds of patterns and things. And then I loved it, and we launched, um, I I asked one of my friends to become my associate in France to look after that. Mm -hmm. And we launched uh, over, I would say, over five years, a bit everywhere, and then I sold it to an American company. Wow. Okay, and then... And then I was, Mm. uh, I'd already had two children. I was back in New York for a job again for my husband. Okay. I did uh, a photography school, Mm. which is called ICP. And this is why I absolutely wanted us to have the interview here today. Because uh, this place, I love photography. Photography in our house, in our and this is the gallery I love and I loved it because it's a father and son retrospective right. and you're a mother and daughter so I found that kind of very appealing. Um, and uh, I did ICP and at that moment it was a moment where top chef, American Idol, everything was exploding in the world, every, this new concept. And I said to myself, my God, the, the idea is great. You take unknown people, you coach them and you make them stars and they become models for society. How could I do this in big corporations who are losing employees who want to become entrepreneurs? How can I create intrapreneurship? And so I created a model and I started going to see uh, big companies, of which L'Oreal, and uh, I launched a consulting firm specialized in participant innovation, which I still have and I've been doing for 10 years. And it's, it's passionate because it's taking people with talent and making them stars, investing on their ideas. Um, and I'm very, I find it very, very fulfilling. And I, and I see it in the eyes of the people. Right. When they succeed and their project becomes mm-hmm. real, it's, it's something that's strong.
2: Very strong. And so they, 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 they stay in their current job at the company, but they also get to do yeah. the thing that makes them
1: their heartbeat yes the heartbeat because it's a win-win for everyone for the right. company because they keep their talents and it's on a project that's potentially going to bring value to the company too yeah. and for the, the employee who doesn't have to leave and has all the support of an amazing company behind we all know how hard it is to be, in, to be an entrepreneur yes. and that's probably going to be the third question it's it's not easy you, right. you, you start on your own um, you sometimes mm-hmm. do brainstorm with yourself unless you've got associates right. you have to you have to be good at everything at the beginning right. and let's face it no one is good at everything right. we make mistakes um, and so it's something that we found very very strong uh, and I'm very proud that uh, that I have on the as part of my, my life
2: that's great but you also have to take into consideration you know let's say a young designer is starting right now well, right now in the retail world you know that has nothing to do with them or their skill it has to do with what's happening in their industry you know some of these people would have that same thing that they'd be up against except they have the company behind them and another thing too when Diddy was at Barney she felt like she had so many great ideas but because she was young no one was going to listen to her so there you know there you have it
1: no it's true and and it's an amazing uh not all the ideas come to fruition okay, because right, that, that, sure. one that it needs investments and some are a good idea but then on the long run don't work right. but so many do work right. uh, and we keep talent makes satisfying so it's, it's all a right. positive circle Yeah. and so you see that we would have done that at Barney's maybe Barney's wouldn't have shut and you right. would have had great ideas I know
2: that's exactly right <laughs> and even if it's not something that gets put into play they learn uh, they, they feel heard yeah. they feel really a part of the company
0: and so what are some interesting things that have come out of
1: this intrapreneur? Uh, Makeup genius. Okay. You know, I don't know. Makeup genius is something that L'Oreal Paris launched, which was the first AI virtual try-on. Um, great formulas, uh, uh, something for people with... Um, Uh, disabilities. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to give exact things, but anyway, loads of ideas have come out, uh, and so we're, we're very proud.
0: Yeah, okay. And then what about, when did the
1: idea for your candle brand come about? So I think that's always been in my head, in a way. I mean, as I was brought up in summer, I would spend the summers with my father in Gascony, and as an only child, he would kind of take me more to the cellars and to the... I was to the cellars to make me smell Armagnac, then play Dolly with me or take me on a bicycle. (laughs) And so I think he gave me the passion of sense and time and and luxury. He always had these amazing parties uh, where there were candles everywhere. There was fragrance and people would drink Armagnac. And there was a real, I would say, a real lifestyle. And three Mm -hmm. years ago, I was spending the summer with my my kids um, in Gascony. And uh, I said to myself, how could I translate our Armagnac brand into something more feminine, more lifestyle? Because Armagnac is an alcohol, it's beautiful, but it always will be an an alcohol brand. Um, And so it hasn't got a huge reach. And I wanted to kind of mark my own mark in this kind of family inheritance, and also help a region which um, is in difficulty, because we all know it's Paris and I would say the French desert, um, sure. and so I launched uh, the whole idea of saying I'm going to take these memories these essences this whole world of armoniac, and, and interpret it in a feminine way and I've always loved candles I've always had burning candles all the time at home but always a bit frustrated because either they're beautiful and they don't smell or otherwise they smell very good or they're actually very ugly and let's face it and a candle stays on a table for months I wanted to create something multisensorial: touch smell see feel and hear and so I set out to to create what for me was the perfect luxurious candle and, uh, and I hope you, you've seen it, so you touch it it's inspired by galusha leather so when you touch it it has these little bubbles Love which that. light up when, when the flame is on, it has a feeling it's reflecting, some of the candles have wooden wick, each one that has a story about wood has a wooden wick so it crackles so you have the feeling you are in that spirit um, the ones that are made with Armagnac, so when I say Armagnac, so our three stars, we take some of our homemade Armagnac and we pour it into the mac- wax when we're doing the candle. Um, the whole inside is mirrored, so the, the flame reflects into that mirror. So it's really as if the candle becomes more beautiful as it goes down, mm-hmm. whereas a normal life a candle becomes ugly when oh, it yeah. goes down. Um, and of course, the, the scents, I did them with an amazing nose called Jean-Michel Durier, um, who used to work for Jean Patou, Rochasse, mm-hmm. and who's really in the fine perfume. So I brought this quality and luxury to mm-hmm. the home fragrance world. Um, and the waxes come from our house in Gascony. Mm-hmm. They're mixes of sunflower, soja, uh, soy, but I said soja is in French. Uh, soy, uh, some, some of them have a tiny bit of mineral so mm-hmm. that it really burns perfectly with, with, the, with um, the perfume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, when I say feel, it's, all of them have a story about either an ingredient or a place. Mm-hmm. So when it burns, you're meant to escape, mm-hmm. and it's meant to kind of revive memories in you. Uh, so it's, it's not just an object. It's not just a sense. It's an exactly. it experience.
2: That's what I was just thinking. It's not just an object. Besides the fact that it's beautiful to look at, it's a whole experience that it's hard to put into words.
0: Yes, and then so tell us about the different scents of Armagnac, how your dad would teach
1: you about all of them, and also what was that, dust? Ah, the dust, the fairy dust, haha, <laughs> la part des anges, <laughs> so it's not real dust, it's really when the Armagnac is being made, you've got some that evaporates, mm-hmm. uh, and it's what, la part des anges, we say it goes to the angels, ah. so, so it, it's that lovely thing, so Armagnac is, is just honestly like any alcohol. You put it in a barrel once it's been uh, produced, mm-hmm. and depending on the years, it's going to have a completely different scent. Mm-hmm. So it starts off being very, very alcoholic, like white alcohol, mm-hmm. and then it's going to take the wood, and then, of course, we, it's added. So at the beginning, it's going to have a more fruity flavor. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to go to a more, I would say, a caramel, sugary, and at the end, it's going to become very leathery. Mm-hmm. So older it gets, stronger it gets, uh, and more, I would say, um, very masculine. And so what I've tried to do in the, in the collection is really take the main steps of fragrances and then incorporate them with memories, places of Gascony. So typically the Armagnac Ardent, which was called the most beautiful candle in the world, um, is a 1977 Armagnac, which is also the year of my birth very good quality. I I might not say that in a few years. Maybe pretend that's something else. Um, uh, Which has wood, which has uh, cocoa in it, and which has this Armagnac 1977, and it gives this voluptuous, sensorial smell, Mm -hmm. um, where you kind of get addicted to the candle. Right, yeah.
2: So how long does it take to go from concept to shelf?
1: (sighs) I would say two, two and a half years. Um, The most important was honestly the glass my designer understood my brief very very quickly then of course it was finding the right person to make it because it's not right. easy to make because it's mouth blown little bubbles then it just has the, the monogram on it right. uh, so it was a bit complicated to make um, the most difficult was the fragrance mm-hmm. because when you work with an amazing nose he has his nose you have your nose and I have an amazing nose but I'm, I'm not a chemist okay. I don't know how right. to work this so, for example, the Armagnac was very easy. I gave him Armagnac bottles. He, uh, he drank a lot of Armagnac and he did it again. No, that went very well. For example, one which is orange blossom, a disaster. Two years to get that orange blossom right. Oh. Because I wanted a very light orange blossom that had grass, that had um, peaches mm-hmm. and, uh, and grapes in it. So it was something like Not an orange blossom from Morocco or an oh, orange sure. blossom. And we went through... Every orange blossom in the world. Until the end, I said, my God, I'm never going to do it. And the last day he came. Wow. And I said, oh, we have it. Wow. And I'm, we were right yeah. to do it because it's one of the ones that works very, very well in Asia oh, uh, and great. for summer because it's much lighter. It's yeah, much it's more yeah, refreshing. Lovely. Um, so there we are. And uh, so it takes that. And then it's, right. it's it's honestly getting things on the shelf and convincing right. people um, that your product is better. Right. Uh, knowing that you're a small brand up to up right. against lots of big big brands and right. so uh it takes time so i'm very proud because we've we've signed some very beautiful names uh but right. we're still at the beginning when you're two and a half years old of so right. like I'm, we launched in 2008 so right. in november 2007 so we're two two years old i still got so much to do we launched in uh, france we've launched in uh, germany right. we've launched in china we're probably launching in russia we've just opened blumendales and harvey Lickels in dubai um, very proud to announce that we've just launched. We're opening Saks Fifth Avenue yes. in the U.S. Right. Uh, but that meant the beginning of a story. I know,
2: but the thing about that is, you know, all the stuff about mass and scalable and everything. But but there are, this is the same thing like with shampoos. There are places where a brand will go and they'll just pick up the container and pick up the candle and then put their label on mm. You know, and they're in every store. So. You just have to give it time, because something that has all of this story, this, this and it's really authentic, and it's really so far beyond most of those. You know, I'll go to a store and i be like, oh, there's the so-and-so candle. It's not the so-and-so candle. It's just the exact container that the candle is in with another label. So yours is completely unique, and very specific, and very special. So Thank
1: you. it is a
2: real gem.
1: It's, it's, I think when one innovates, one tries to be disruptive. Right. If it's to do exactly like Tom, Dick, and Harry does, there's no point. No. And, and that's what I actually give lessons. I, I'm also a coach for marketing right. people. And I tell them is it takes time. You need to respect the rules. And if it's, you launch, you launch with something that's true. And I think in a right. world, and you're the two loveliest storytellers, you do that all the time. You tell stories of brands, about people. A story is important. People are yes. not only, I think, I would say the world has changed we don't just want to buy to buy right. we're buying a person we're buying the story behind it we're buying a region so region. if you can if you can do it that's yeah. uh, that's amazing
2: so you can't go to Gascony, you can have this candle and close your eyes and think about what it must be like there under that big tree
0: mm. what unexpected challenges arose from starting your candle brand
1: Uh, well, the fact that I had no clue about how making (laughs) candle, I would say that's (laughs) kind of (laughs) an unexpected challenge. Because I've been to everything, gone from politics, doing marketing, and then you have to actually go and pour a candle and do it. And so uh, it's understanding the balance of alcohol in the fragrance with the wax so that it burns perfectly I'm obsessed I've had candles where half my candle is empty yep. uh, it's is, is kind of been burnt and then I can't burn it anymore exactly. and it drives me nuts me so too. my priority was that a candle would go straight to the end right. um, and as they're square also it's more complicated so I spent months you know, measuring burning wow. and I think that was the biggest challenge and we're very very happy I actually have people say to me uh, this has never happened to us our oh. candle is empty that's but so I also have to give them a warning. They burn so well, right. there is no wax, that they also forget sometimes. And so they leave the whole thing burning with just the wax. And then they say, oh, I don't know why it's broken. Okay. but They've left it four hours oh, oh, wow. with no wax in it. Oh, and wow. Yes. Even the best candle sure. and the best glass, if there's too much concentrated heat, is going yeah. to break. Sure. So just yeah. shows the quality of both and of the wax. Much. But then they just have to kind of be a bit... Uh, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't even
2: imagine a candle that actually burns out like that.
1: And, and they are inside, they are waxed. So the, the oh, yeah. wax also helps, it goes down easier. Uh, so mm. no. But that was, I would it's say, really
0: my biggest well challenge. Well thought out. And one of the things from our conversation the other day that we just loved was telling us about the importance of a home having a scent. We wear scent on our bodies, but often we don't even think about the fact that a home should also have a scent.
1: Uh, I'm actually very astonished now when I go to a place and then there's no scent that might be my I would say professional problem <laughs> right. uh, but it's true um, just like you put a beautiful photo in something a scent is a signature mm-hmm. it's the way you welcome it's the way you sign and I'm not saying it has to be the same scent all year round because on the contrary mm-hmm. in the winter autumn you want something much more cosy in the mm-hmm. spring you want something much fresher but it's important um, on depending on your decor depending mm-hmm. on your on the way you live to sign your house with a scent. Mm-hmm. And that's why our, 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 I developed the brand to have all the answers to that. So of course the candles, but for people who don't want to light candles all day, we created the diffusers. For mm-hmm. someone like, the, like me, I'm always late to do a dinner. So guests are arriving and I haven't put mm. the candle on quite, quite. I have the, the nuage, so the spray, okay. which gives a contrasted spell, which allows the candle to start burning afterward um, and to take back the, right. the scent. So it's really having these different ideas. Uh-huh. And then I launched the, the wax candies a few yes. uh, months ago, which have been a huge success because how many times have I taken the train, a plane? Oh, and right. I've unfortunately been confronted to the fact that it doesn't smell too good. And no. you can't, in common spaces, kind of suddenly start spraying <laughs> no. and imposing yourself. Um so these are the candies that you keep in your bag and you just put under your nose and it gives you that olfactive parenthesis yes. that is that is amazing.
2: I've thought about that a lot this week. Sometimes like in an Uber or something, I'm like, Oh, I wish I had one of those candies. It's I- a- under I don't
1: have, I don't I'm interrupted. The only place where you can find them is the Galerie des Champs Elysées. Uh, on your way, great. it's uh, there's uh, they're all there. Oh, good. So you can go That's in there. Uh, That's great. And and so typically this gallery, um, they did an amazing exhibit a year ago, and uh, as I was telling you, is that we created an olfactory space depe- depending on each photo. Good grief. So That's uh, really nice. So we created a whole world. People would ins- would kind of admire the photos, right. and then they would smell, and it gives that kind of experience right. and I think we're all about experience and for
2: each person it would be slightly different based exactly. on their
1: memories That's neat. and the candles are refillable so the big ones are refillable because the small ones I would say are more gifting or yes. trying the brand yes. um, and it was too complicated logistically to refill these sure. but on the big ones it was very important for me when you know that it weighs four kilos right. you do not want it to kind of you don't want to chuck that onto it it's beautiful right. so the whole idea was to be able to refill so it's super easy uh, you finish it. You wipe just about the soot because there's always a bit of soot. You mm-hmm. go online, buy, and it comes in beautifully wrapped uh, paper that you love, and boosh, you just put it rubber. in, and you reburn.
2: Yeah, fabulous. Okay. What products do you have besides candles? You talked about it a little bit, but
1: explain to us a little more. There's two different sizes for the of diffusers. diffusers. Exactly, depending on the size of your house Mm -hmm. uh, or the office. Mm -hmm. Uh, The big one is of course more concentrated, but you can also play on the sticks. Afterwards, there's also a lot of taste. I love Mm -hmm. the big one because Mm -hmm. I find it's more monumentous. But when you're in a smaller room, the small one is absolutely perfect. And that's really going to be for the client who wants to have that smell that is always coherent, always there. They just every week flip the reed reed around and then it starts smelling perfectly uh, again. Uh, so, two sizes. We have the sprays, which I put on pillows, in, um, in my cupboards, mm-hmm. uh, in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I sell to a lot of luxury car companies. For example, the wooden one, mm-hmm. which has cigar and, um, and uh, leather, mm-hmm. sells to uh, some very high-end uh, mm-hmm. car, car, frames, mm-hmm. car manufacturers. Yes. Um, the candy we've talked about, so that's the portable fragrance. Yes. And then the candles, the smaller and the bigger ones.
2: All right. How do you balance work and and home life, family, kids, husband,
1: consulting? What? But balance. <laughs> uh, I would be the biggest lie if I say that this works absolutely perfectly all the time. Uh, I honestly, I'm lucky. I think the kids have always known that the end of the year is hell for me. That right. from September to December, I'm I would say abroad most of the time mm-hmm. um, and it's the advantage is the moment when my husband starts uh, travelling less right. so that already helps um, I've had, they're a bit older now so it's easier but before I had amazing help, a nanny who, right. was, uh, who was there and who was mini me right. uh, and the teachers and I had to responsibilize them because I told them during the rest of the year my office is actually at home. Right. So it means that when they come back, I take a bit of time off of to course. speak them. I might go back. I'll go back and work afterwards sure. and after dinner, but I'm there. Right. And so I've always tried to take them on school trips. I've always, I'm very present when I'm there, and right. then they know there are a few months during the year where it's more complicated. It's not. Right. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. Um, I work on weekends, mm-hmm. but. It's the advantage of being an entrepreneur right. when you are a mother. And I've right. got three boys from 10 to 16, so right. they still need me a lot. And uh, right. uh, I think the biggest lesson I've learned with all this is that you can't be perfect all the time. Right. Uh, I think women have the tendency to be a perfect mom, a perfect uh, right. friend, a perfect wife, a perfect mistress, a perfect cook, a perfect right. everything. I've already abandoned on the perfect cook. Right. Uh, there are moments where, in the terms of mistress, I'm kind of so tired, my husband looks at me and says, okay, goodbye. <laughs> I try and be the perfect wife, and I try and be a perfect friend, but there are sometimes I tell my friends, well, I'm sorry for a few months, I'm going right. to be less there, uh, please excuse me, and I'll be back. And right. so it's all about calibrating and not pushing yourself in, in a danger zone. Right.
2: I feel like French women might be a little bit better, uh, easier on themselves. Or you've got, you have the understanding that you have to be, you know, that you're not, it's okay not to be perfect.
1: I think you're right. You I know? mean, having lived in America and, and New York with the intensity, right. uh, um, I find that the New Yorkers and the ladies make a lot of sacrifices. Right. And if we're talking about that balance, I mean, I've seen women who I admire so much, mm-hmm. they just work, they don't have any family life, right. they don't have any personal life. Uh, I find that life is a balance of everything and right. if you do one too much at one point you're going to need something else and then you're not going to know how to balance. So right. I'm like on little eggs all the time, I'm, I'm walking, I crush a few then I right. go back to another one um, and as I say, we do our best and right. we do as we can right. and our personality, I'm, I'm very lucky, uh, I was given great health and great energy right. and that helps a lot. Right. So I don't need to sleep that much. Uh, Well, I do. At the end of the week, I start becoming a bit naughty and kind of... (laughs) I need to sleep, Uh, but... um, I don't know.
2: I feel like the same thing goes for, you know, everybody's trying to figure out um, that je ne sais quoi that French women have. And I think, like, Clemence was talking about it in her book, about how, you know, the basic things, you take care of yourself, but it doesn't have to be so overdone and so um, you don't have to try so much I love to look at like French women's hair you know it's very much but it's it's natural it's beautiful it's you know yeah, that's it's not natural. like one that's look
1: sure. no I, I, that's that's basically I was all I've always felt as if I was like a pumpkin when I was in New York because the, the day I, I didn't have the time to get my nails done look today I don't have right. my nails I'm doing the more natural look Right, my hair I'm lucky I've got a big bunch of hair but right. I didn't go to the hairdressers it's the kind of more casual, right. I think there is, especially in big cities in the us there's a huge pressure on being perfect, having the perfect right. way. I mean, I go to dinners I'm in a shirt and a pair of jeans, right. that would never happen in the us right. so if there is that french uh, Parisian uh, lifestyle which right. is which I think is easier going, well it is easier going, but it's
2: the attitude behind that that makes it not look messy no. It looks very chic. Everybody wants it, but they don't know they could have it if they just took a deep breath, and, and I feel like there's there's more self-confidence to it too, you know, mm. somehow. So I think that's, that's...
1: You might be right. I I, I think you're t- you two are experts in that, so it's seeing that. If I can come in my humble little kind of messy way but you're uh fabulous. there we are it's, yeah. it's the it's the luxury uh what's it called the accessible luxury right, right. <laughs> it
2: is and it's yes. more relaxed you know more a lot relaxed. of my clients say how do i tie this scarf you know i'm like however you want to at 10 so, yes, in the morning okay. you might tie it in a different way than in the afternoon it doesn't have to be exactly the right way so I, i'm gonna just think that's fabulous um
0: Any tips for aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: Uh, Yes, so I'm getting used to this. I've I've done a lot of um, Mm -hmm. coaching in the last uh, two months on young entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, I call it my kind of famous uh, C's. First of all, courage. Mm -hmm. You need to have a lot of courage. You have to have a lot of confidence in yourself. Not too much. not to listen to other people, Mm -hmm. but you have to, uh, you can't be like a palm tree waving one side, another side, otherwise your concept will die. You need to really have something. Um, It's also uh, contacts. Um, One thing one learns when one launches a brand is that your friends are there at the beginning, but you can't rely on them to do uh, your sales and to do everything. You need to develop, and, and don't hesitate, and I think that's the strength of a woman, mm-hmm. is to ask people help. So, uh, hey, you're doing this, do you mind helping me? You're an expert, like for example, uh, I'm, I'm not as good in logistics as I'm in marketing, and mm-hmm. comms and everything like that. Going out to someone who's very good and say, okay, can you help me on this? Mm-hmm. And not being afraid. You know how men, even when they're lost, they're never gonna oh, ask yes. someone their way? Yes. <laughs> A woman, on the contrary, she has no problem asking her way. And this is something I really believe on a woman entrepreneur. Go for it. Ask your way. Help. People are happy. And I think right now we're in in a time and a place where... There is a real solidarity between mm-hmm. women, we know we need to get yes. there, uh, we need to help each other uh, if we want to succeed. Um, and succeed on the right basis, I mean, I'm not going to get into any trivial or political, mm-hmm. I think if you're a woman, you've got the right tools and you're put in the right position, you can succeed on your own, you don't need the quotas, you don't need everything like that. I, I've, I've always done everything by my own. Right. Um, and so it's helping each other also that allows right. them to do this. Yeah.
2: Mm. that's great advice and I've, I've heard that before from successful women that say i wish i had asked for help earlier mm. so that's that's super important
0: what are some of your favorite places in paris so
1: um, god different uh, what do you want food culture what we can start Everything? with restaurants so restaurant uh, Balagan. Uh, Balagan is an amazing restaurant which is in the first arrondissement Um, Israeli-inspired I mean, you must like garlic Uh, the only thing is don't go French kissing afterwards (laughs) but it's delicious super great atmosphere Um, I love uh, a more sophisticated uh, dinner is Akram he's a wonderful French chef who has a star Michelin star who is also in the 8th um But then I love uh, just normal pizzas. Mm. I'm very I'm Um. very easy like. But those are two really nice addresses. Uh, Culture. Uh, Of course, the amazing, at the moment, there's a lot of disruption on the French cultural place, but you've got the big museums, of course, I mean, the Louvre, uh, Pompidou, uh, the Musée d'Orsay, but you've got very small places which are doing great exhibits. For example, at the moment, there's the Gaete uh, Gaete Lirique, which has got an amazing exhibit, so which you should actually go and Mm see. Um, I love visiting galleries, so this is why I took you to the gallery. Tell us a
2: little bit about this gallery.
1: Uh, so this gallery is called the A Gallery, uh, created by a duo de choc, brother and sister, who have a passion of photography, and they've opened it up to sculpture, and they represent some of the biggest names in photography. Uh, for years, they, Peter Lindbergh, uh, De uh, uh Help me, guys, who yeah, those else? Are are already, and,
2: and, and, <laughs> and uh, David Yarrow,
1: uh, Bruno Aveillon mm-hmm. So uh, loads of very diverse names in right. the photography business. So uh, they are a brother sister, and then this current
2: exhibit exhibit is Patrick de Marchalier and his son Saint Victor exactly. Saint Victor. Um, and then talking about Peter Lindbergh, did you say there you you have a photo, uh, He he took a photo of you.
1: Yes, he was a very close friend of us. Uh, I was very lucky to have met him. Uh, and discovered the person behind the talent right. and actually there was no difference between the person and the talent. He was just, uh, as one would say, a gummy bear. He was the loveliest ah. person on this earth uh, and an amazing talent and I, I, he'd heard that I had a dream one day to have my family photographed by him and uh, and he kindly one day uh, ran out and said, "I have a surprise for you." And he took us yeah. and did a photo of the family. <clears throat> and then I said, "Oh, by the way, uh, and you want one on your own and I said, one of my own?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it's an amazing, and I, his loss, uh, his his death loss, is really uh, hit us badly. Oh, but mm. I'm so
2: sorry. But what an ex- what, a, what yeah. a gift. Yeah, a gift yeah. And, a,
1: and a man. Yes.
2: Um, okay now so are, there don't seem to be like coffee shops in Paris. It's more like if you want to run and just grab like a pound chocolat and a, and a little espresso, where would you do something like that?
1: Uh so I would go Place du Troqu de Rocher Carrette. Oh everybody loves carrot. Okay. <laughs> I think it's perfect for you. Uh yes. because it's the only place where they've got a little terrasse. You can have amazing million mm-hmm. pound chocolat uh and uh, but this is, it's because you're in this place. If you uh-huh. go more in the fourth, there are more uh, uh-huh. op- more low-key places. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people go more in the hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You've heard of Cédric Grolet, the amazing uh, pâtissier who does works of arts of his des- desserts and everything. He used to be the chef pâtissier of the Maurice. Uh-huh. Uh, and now he's created his whole thing. He's uh-huh. the most Instagrammed. Uh, pâtissier in the world. What is, is it, it called? Cédric Grolet. I'll show you. Oh, Cédric something. Oof. Cédric <laughs> so something.
0: And what about boutiques? Uh, is there shopping here that nowhere else in the world you can get? Not really. Or are we too global
1: these days? So, things? I think, yes, uh, you need to go to Madlord's. Uh, Madlords is a store that's just in front of Colette the old Colette mm-hmm. uh, which has the most trendy jewellery it has all the best it, the place is also a concept so you can also go oh, there yes. on my behalf um, a, f- a husband and a wife have it they're very edgy mm-hmm. underground they're going to have Jackie Aish they're going to have loads of it, but they've got really tailor made small brands it's amazing oh great and I great. actually of course, they sell the most beautiful candle burners in the world, too, which is, of course, right. oh, there good. we are. So they've got very good, good. taste. Um, you cannot come here without going to the Beaumarchais, bon of course. Right, of it's course. It's part of a, yes. it's French history. Yes, I agree. Um, you need to go to the Galerie Lafayette des Champs-Élysées, which is a real new concept. Um, they have taken a real, uh, I'd say, um, a, a bet And the fact that the Champs-Élysées in the next few years is going to get back to becoming the most beautiful avenue. Um, Apple just opened, Jar just opened, uh, Lancôme just opened its biggest flagship. Uh, And so it's a whole concept store with a whole way. And I really suggest Mm -hmm. you go there. And it's it's great, too. (gasps) What does a Parisian social life look like? Uh, Monday you don't do anything Mon- Tuesday you start going out and doing uh, more girls night mm-hmm. Wednesday it's uh, it's normally home night for me Thursday is gallery night uh, vernissage, fun dinner uh, Friday night I'm, I'm allowed only either Friday or Saturday to go out because I have a husband who's a uh, he yeah. likes being at home, sure. exactly. Same. So it depends on the weeks. So Friday right. nights we have dinners, or otherwise we have um, people actually um, entertain. entertain a lot yeah. at home. So right. it's going to depend. Okay. What's coming next for you? Uh, and a meeting. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh Saks. Uh, hopefully signing a great uh, contract for Russia. Wow. Uh, and uh, hoping that... Uh, through amazing talents like yourselves and and readers and listeners that uh, the brand will grow and be in everyone's homes yes. very soon
0: yes. and where
1: can people find
0: you instagram
1: instagram uh instagram online uh, we have our own website uh so there we are at Amanda De, com.
0: exactly okay Perfect. okay thank you so much amazing absolutely
2: amazing we're so honored To have interviewed
0: you. Thank you
1: very much. Thank you. You amazing.
0: If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.